Hello everybody, this is a British of Meaning Discord conversation. I'm Job and today my guest is Elbe. Hey Elbe, what brings you to the Discord? Yeah, yep. So I am, uh, I found the British of Meaning enough of, I believe, the Awakening from the Meaning Crisis Discord server. And there's some cross pollination going on between a couple a bunch of different discord servers and uh, i found this one and kind of like what's going on here so drop in occasionally to chat and see what's going on so that's the verveki server right yeah it is verveki server yeah I, I came to that one from the portal eric weinstein's portal discord oh, you've yeah. had a whole journey yeah you yeah that's putting it lightly yeah, tell me about that. I mean, because you came to the portal server for some reason. Yeah, the portal. Um, I the Discord and the portal in particular rescued my sanity because I was trying to find meaning in Twitter and Reddit well, before Twitter Reddit, Uh-oh. and that was a toxic cesspool. And I fled from Reddit to Twitter, and that was even worse. And then I found Discord and uh, the Eric Weinstein's portal and lo and behold there's people and they're talking and they're disagreeing but they're disagreeing cordially and they're having um, intelligent conversations and they're being respectful you know for the most part um, they're discussing fairly deep topics and you know, I found it a very welcome uh, uh, more, much more serene place than Twitter and, and Reddit, and I needed that for my mental health. I was in a great deal of distress and deep in a meaning crisis of my own, and and then I found Vervecki's server and started listening to him, some of his stuff, and that helped me along with my meaning crisis. And then I found this server, and that's helping me. So yeah, bits and pieces from everywhere. Really been very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. First of all. Can you, can you tell me a bit about yourself? Because you're saying, you know, you were trying to deal with this meaning crisis. What's what's your background? Um, American. I grew up in California, came to Texas about 16 years ago. I'm in my 50s, uh, mostly into technology. So I've been doing, I've had a good career in, in technology, mostly in, in back-end infrastructure type stuff, hmm. um, you know, servers and Operating systems, networking, storage, virtualization, web, uh, you know, uh, cloud technology and so forth. So not really a programmer, but more into the backend infrastructure type stuff. And um, yeah, complicated. Uh, beyond that, it's, it's, it's complicated, very lonely, very desperate, very, uh, you know, struggling uh, type of existence. I'm married. I have uh, three stepchildren, and um, they they have kids of their own now. So I have grandkids, which you know I never figured I'd like kids, but uh, you know my grandkids, I, I love my grandkids to death. So that's mm. pretty awesome. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, and they probably you know love love granddad unconditionally. Yeah, they're they're pretty awesome. <laughs> um, they're what. Uh, or seven and seven and five the five-year-old just had a birthday last weekend and then 18 months and and then coming up on 12 months 
yeah. Various levels of conversation can be had from what I hear. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. I taught the seven-year-old how to climb a tree and his dad still hasn't forgiven me. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that sounds pretty good, man. So what's what what makes you search for meaning? What makes you feel feel that you need to 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 look for that uh, apologies for being direct but i mean i'd like to cut to the chase no i yeah, i gathered that from some of what you you know the discussions i've seen with you on uh, on this discord channel so no problem um yeah that's a it's a tough question though um Yeah, um, tough, uh, tough childhood, really tough childhood. Um, no, no connection to anybody. You know, I was in foster care most of my life and all that good stuff. So I didn't learn how to connect to, to anybody. Mm. Um, I was in a bunch of different foster homes and all that junk. And then on top of that, I, I'm fairly convinced I'm on the autism scale. Like, test astronomically high on all of the markers for that. I don't really value the diagnosis too much, but the markers are definitely high for me. Um, so that adds to the difficulty of making connections with some with, with people. Uh, so it's always been very difficult for me to make connections with people. And then, you know, so 2020 comes around and I, I get hit by a ton. Of, I've also been an atheist my entire life. And uh, until 2020, uh, and that, that's been real interesting. Uh, and now I can no longer call myself an atheist. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, not even close. Like, not even close. And uh, yeah, so just uh, you know, my, most of my life has been marked by lack of connectivity to people and to things and to community. And so forth. And uh, for some reason, that just hit me in 2020. And um, talk about a tough year to, you know, start looking to get <laughs> yeah. connectivity to people, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Thank, thank you, God, for making that bit extra challenging this year. That's that's wonderful. But uh, but I did find Discord, and so that's made it a lot easier, a lot better. Um, so I think that that kind of touches on some of it. But uh, yeah, that was the kernel of my meaning crisis um, was lack of connectivity to other people. Mm, yeah, and and the fact that you're saying that you you have a background in foster care, yeah, that that makes a, a couple of, of things click. I um, I have a, a foster brother and two foster sisters, so I I, I recognize some of that. Uh, and I mean, you sound to me like you're a fairly analytical type person, like you've been in, in, in tech for, what, like 30 years? Yeah, just about, just just about, maybe 25 years, yeah. You've seen a lot change, man. I mean, back, back when you started, it was like, what, what, effects VMS? And... No, no, I, I got started in late, uh, in PCs. So, I mean, I got started in technology when the, the first uh, 386 came out. Well, technically the first 286, but then I 
Yeah, 386 came out like right after I got my first PC, and so I got a 386. I keep forgetting how old I am. Yeah, no, that's true. 30 years ago, it's uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, <laughs> faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. You've been an atheist for most of your life, but you're saying that starting 2020, that changed. So, you know, naturally, I'm very curious to to what happened. I mean, would you, would you say that you were uh, um, an outspoken atheist or just sort of an unanalyzed atheist? Analyzed atheist. I was never one of those atheists who didn't like Christians or didn't you know, thought people who belong to religions were stupid. My my take on religion was always, I don't believe in that, but if if that's what it need, you take, you need to get through your life, that's fantastic, you go. Mm-hmm. So I, I was never hostile to religion. I just didn't feel like I needed it for myself. But then, you know, I mean, I always liked uh, Christopher Hitchens and, you know, Sam Harris and people like that. Although I'm liking Sam Harris a lot less nowadays. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, I came to realize that they, they can only go so far and, and, and then they, they stall out and they're not, yeah, they're not, you know, they're like Sam Harris's basic principle seems to be, you know, everybody just needs to get smarter and become reasonable. And I'm like, yeah, good, good, good luck with that. that that's not good enough. And, uh, but I didn't know what was good enough. And then a couple of things started happening in 2020. Um, pretty deep depression, some suicidal, some pretty severe suicidal tendencies. Mm. Uh, prompted some of the stuff. Um, I started seeing real evil come into the world and started feeling like, no, this, this can't be called anything other than evil. And then also... Um, yeah, I don't, like, I got hit by a bolt of lightning about community. Like, I was in a moment of despair, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. And, you know, I, I, was, I was deep in depression, and, and something just hit me, like a brick, saying, you know, you need community, dumbass. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That just sunk in like immediately. And I started thinking to myself, okay, what do I start? How do I look for community? And of course it's 2020. So yeah, that became tough. But then, you know, I found Eric Weinstein's portal. So I found that sometime in, uh, I found that about maybe five or six months ago. And then, um, yeah, and then kind of snowballed and found the Awakening in the Meaning Crisis and, and this Discord and Lex Friedman's Discord. And, yeah, and lo and behold, community. Like, wow, hey, that's kind of key. Kind of cool. And would you describe yourself as agnostic these days? No, no, not really. Um, no, no, I don't know what, I mean, I, I think... Um, uh, I think America is a Christian nation, and I think that, like it or not, I've been steeped in Christian traditions my entire life, and it was kind of dumb to to, to deny that. Maybe not dumb, but not fully seen. So, um, 
I'm calling myself basically a questioning Christian because I, I think I have all of the ethos and moralities already put in place by my upbringing in this culture. Mm. That's honest. Uh, so I started reading the Bible and, you know, this time with, you know, I've read it before and I was always like, yeah, this stuff is, this is such nonsense. It's a great fiction book, but nothing, nothing here. And uh, now I'm reading it with an eye towards uh, what have I been missing? And every time I sit down to read it, it's like, oh my, oh geez. <laughs> how, how, how so? What are you finding that, that makes you react like that? Um, pretty much everything. I don't, I don't, I mean, everything is meaningful to me right now. Every it's just single so time. funny. I'm trying to find this one passage that I found. Like everything is just hitting me like a ton of bricks. Everything is just making me go, wow. How did I not see how important this is? Anyways, I can't find it. Um, too many tabs open. But I read something that was from St. Paul. I, I think it was one of his letters to the Corinthians. And it was... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. It's just everything is really impactful. Everything is just hitting me like a ton of bricks. Like, how did I not see how this connects to everything? Right, it's it's all a wash in meaning. Yes, yeah. Every sentence is is just lit up so brightly. Uh, I've also been engaging in a uh, another practice. No, I don't know if it's a practice. There's a, a group called Online Great Books, onlinegreatbooks.com, and uh, they go through the classics starting with, you know, Homer, and they work their way up from Homer. And their basic thesis is, you know, you need to have a good grounding in all of the literature of Western canon and the best place to start at the beginning and work your way up. So we're working our way through. We did uh, Homer and we did um, wow. um, Aeschylus, um, Euripides. So now we're working through Plato. We took a little break from Plato to go through Sophocles, and then we're going to jump back into Plato, and then we're going to, and then we're going to hit Aristophanes, and then we're going to hit Plato again, and then we hit something else, and then we hit Plato again. Uh, so they kind of mix back and forth between Plato and a couple of other Greek tragedies, and so forth. And that's been really eye-opening too to you know start reading Plato and go, wow, <laughs> this stuff has been in existence for. A long, long time. That was uh, that was part of also the awakening to God. Like it became impossible for me to deny that this thread of wonder and beauty and and creativity could could last across thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And not and not be divinely inspired. Like it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense that that could be the case. And repeated repeated over and over again. Like we it seems like we keep losing the thread and then we keep and then we find it and we lose the thread and we find it and we lose the thread and we find it. And that's just fascinating to me. And combined with everything else, it's just like yeah, okay, I can't 
I can't deny this any longer. And these aren't things that you were reading before. Like the, you didn't have an interest in this before, you would say. I, I think I had an interest, but I, I've, I've had a severe lack of depression and anxiety pretty much ruled most of my life and, and a severe lack of confidence. And so I just didn't think I was smart enough. So I didn't bother. Hmm. And wow, that's, uh, this is so good to hear, man. I love, I love how you're just sounding really enthusiastic and, uh, and positive about this. How, how have the people around you reacted to this? Um, so I don't have that many people around me. I have my wife and she's not reacting well. She doesn't like it. Oh, um, um, yeah. My, my stepsons, they, they love me and they, they accept me and, you know, I don't, I don't think they really notice much of anything. I don't know. I haven't talked to, talked to my kids about this much. Hmm. My neighbor, I talked to my neighbor, he's a Christian and I've been talking to him a lot more lately. Um, so he's been he's been good to talk to. Yeah, that must have been interesting to him to have you suddenly start asking questions about that. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a youth pastor at a church um, nearby. So I think he's pretty pretty well equipped actually to handle some of these questions. He's a youth pastor, so he's probably used to ask you know kids being starting to go. Hey, what about this? <laughs> as he uh, as he recommended, like you, you know, hey, try out a church or something like that. I mean, COVID, but you know, um, he's invited me to church, and he's you know he's given me some things to look up, and given me some a little bit of guidance on how to read the Bible and so forth. But uh, you know, he hasn't he's not pushy it, which is good. I. I tend to be resistant to pushy pushiness so <laughs> um yeah well it all sounds like a good thing i mean yeah i'm sorry to hear your wife isn't too positive about it but you know hopefully she'll turn around <clears throat> i was uh when i started i mean a lot of things in your story i recognize in myself and you know, and I started exploring this stuff about two and a half years ago, I asked my wife, like, hey, you know, what do you think about this stuff I'm starting to sort of explore against my will? And she's like, you know, that, that seems fine, but it's not her thing. Like she, at some point, she she um, she did want to read the Gospels just because she wanted to know what it was about. She, she doesn't have a religious background, but it's not otherwise something she's particularly interested in. Like she'll come to church if I go, but she, uh, she otherwise wouldn't be self-motivated to be uh, to be actively involved. But she sees how, how what it does for me, and that it makes me engage in community and overall make me a a better person. Not that I was a shitty person, but you know. So I hope that in your case, long term, you know, by the fruits, uh, she'll she'll see it. Because you sound like you're on a very meaningful track right now. 
And from what I can tell, every, everything in you is telling you that. Yeah, I'm definitely, I don't know how to say it. Uh, Changing for sure, changed actually. And looking, searching to be better, searching to be, you know, I've always been a, uh, uh, not an extrovert, introvert, Mm. you know, and and antisocial. And I'm looking to not, I don't know if you can even change that kind of thing, but I don't know really looking for ways that I can help community communities become really important. Like I'm always looking for ways that I can help neighbors, you know, help causes, you know, help these discord channels become a real big fan of these discord channels. Pretty much all of them, all of them offer something different. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, the, looking the, for ways to build that out and, uh, and help kind of get those growing and, I don't, I don't know if there is making these things profitable or not, but if there is, I definitely want to help. So, And to push back a bit, you know, what you're saying about being particularly introvert. I mean, you reach out to this guy on the Discord and say, hey, shall we have a convo? And now we're in a convo recording room with a bunch of other people listening in. Uh, that sounds pretty extroverted to me. So It's, it's not easy for me to do this. Or it's, let, let me say it's not uh, usual for me to do this. Right. I mean, you're doing great. Typically, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I am trying hard. So, you're, you know, you do, you're, you're honestly telling your story, and I, I think, I think that's great. I mean, it, and it, it doesn't surprise me to be honest. Um, what I noticed when I started down this path is, I, I, you know, I'm a computer programmer. I've always been highly introverted, uh, and when I started getting into Peterson and, and Van der Clay and meaning, I noticed I wanted to find community and talk to people and engage. And yeah, nowadays I mod this Discord and have podcast conversations with people there. So it's interesting where these things can go. And I, I, I it's, it's nothing but positive. And I love hearing people's stories like I'm listening to yours. Uh, yeah, and in in your particular case, like you said, twenty twenty, it's not the easiest year to to find community. That's for sure. I mean, I'm assuming this church that the youth pastor has invited you to is, you know, limited in possibilities right now. No, it's in Texas, so not not so much. There's a lot of Texans who don't don't buy into this. Uh, covid stuff too highly I, I don't either it's not that i put it down and you know i wear a mask to i don't know i wear a mask more or less to um uh virtue signal mm-hmm. and make people feel comfortable with me but i don't I, I i don't i think it has somewhat limited utility but uh you know i social distance and i wear a mask to make other people feel comfortable because that's important to me um it's it's a good thing that you know, actually i had the I had this awakening during 2020 because the previous me would have been like the hell with you people. I, this is stupid. I'm not doing any of this stuff. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. You've become more considerate. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, you reminded me, you said uh, Jordan Peterson. I can't, I can't believe I forgot Jordan Peterson. Yeah. I started listening to him like a, uh, 
maybe a year and a half ago or so. He's been absolutely foundational. God, I love that man. Yeah. What 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 was the first thing you saw? Do you remember? I think the very first time I saw him was on Joe Rogan. Huh. I was like, wow, hey, this guy's this guy's awesome. And I, I hadn't really been into Joe Rogan too much. You know, I think I was fairly new even to Joe Rogan. And then I saw Joe Rogan with Jordan Peterson. And I was like, nah. and then I just started digging into a little bit of Jordan Peterson and, and then more of Jordan Peterson and then more of Jordan Peterson. I've probably listened to like several hundred hours of his stuff now on YouTube and all of his pot, like every podcast he puts out, I, I listen to. I've read his book, uh, 12 Girls for Life and absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then uh, I'm trying to work my way through meaning uh, our maps of meaning, but that is a dense book. Oh yeah, so a little tough to get through. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the extrapolated Twelve Rules for Life, but there's so much good stuff in there, and even there's there's a lot of interesting stuff in the footnotes for that book as well, and the and the references. So yeah, take your time with that one, but it's I'd say it's definitely a worthwhile read. And you're already doing a lot of reading with your your classics program. What would you say that that was onlinegreatbooks.com? Uh, I gotta mention that you you could mention that in Discord. That would actually be uh, you know be an interesting way to engage with the community. Just just you know share that and how you've how you've liked it. I'd uh, I'd recommend you to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that they're uh. uh they're a great little organization. They send you the books because they want you to be on the same, literally on the same page. So they actually send you the book um, huh. that they want you to read. So everybody, and they, they break you into seminars, what they call seminars. And each seminar is maybe 20 to 30 people. Uh, and they, they get whittled down. People, you know, people come and, and go, oh, wait a minute. I don't like reading the classics. <laughs> I, I freaking love it. So I'm just diving into this stuff with great, enthusiasm but uh and there's a couple of people in our seminar our seminar got whittled down somewhat and you know there's like maybe 10 people now that are really into it and you know so we'll be reading a book and uh, and then you know once a month we have seminar and we we discuss the book and it's it's been fantastic and i've been doing this for seven seven or seven months yeah seven months i've been doing that um that was one of the very first things I did to, you know, kind of get, get community. I was like, okay, read the classics with a bunch of other people. That sounds good. But yeah, they, they send you the book. That way you're reading, they're all, you're all reading the same book. You're reading the same translation. You can, you know, when I say page 375, yeah, everybody knows exactly what that is. Um, yeah, it's a great, great organization. I really like them a lot. Yeah, I mean, I was assuming it was some online thing, but uh, this sounds even better where you're actually reading the same book at home and then discuss it. That's uh, kind of, that's cool. What, what's the last book you've been working through? So we are reading the Sophocles right now. And we just got done with Oedipus the King and Oedipus at Colonus, and we're reading Antigone right now. And when we're done with Antigone, we'll be doing a seminar on those three um, tragedies. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Now, now I understand. Okay, these are Greek plays. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, Aeschylus, um, Euripides, we've done, we're doing Sophocles right now, we're doing Aristophanes in a little bit. Yeah, um, and we're kind of interspersing these Greek tragedies with uh, Plato. And, you know, we'll be reading Menno and I can't remember which other, uh, after Sophocles and then after Plato and whatever else, uh, we'll go back to Aristophanes and do another, you know. So we're kind of switching between some lighter stuff and then some heavier stuff. Yeah, definitely a gateway drug into more philosophy from the sounds of it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, well, where do you see yourself going long term now that you're going through these changes? I mean, do, do you project something forward? Um, I hadn't spent too much time thinking about that, to be honest. I, uh, I probably should. Um, I, I just like to be a part of a community. I just like to get connection to people. I just want to, I don't want to be an island anymore. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be in my own head constantly. So uh, right now I'm just looking for community and places to be and uh, communicate with others and so forth. I hadn't thought about it much beyond that. Although I would like to, you know, being a part of a community means you know, giving of yourself for that community. Uh, and I'm, I, I, I'm not just fine with that. I want to do that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but I don't so know familiar. what that looks like. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like necessarily, but um, yeah, I'm hopeful that I'll be able to, like, there's a few opportunities that I'm seeing coming up that I can help out. So. Uh, I, you know, in my experience, I mean, let's say you start attending a church and you've gone a couple of times and you like it and you know maybe some people have asked you hey you know we we haven't seen you here how's it going i think if you say hey is there something i could help out with <laughs> they'll know how to find you they'll uh, they'll figure something out they can they can usually use some help even if it's some simple task you know so yeah uh, as far as concrete community goes, yeah, I don't, I, I, it's hard to tell. I know some people in Texas who are on this Discord, but then I always underestimate how huge Texas is. Like, it's just absolutely... <laughs> it's, I, I think it's like five times the size of my country. So, say, so yeah, I know five people in yeah. Texas, and they're like four hours away by car, so... That's that's about yeah that's that's true about everything in Texas. Everything is about four hours away. Austin's about four hours away. Houston, four hours away. I can drive two hours and I'll be in Oklahoma, but it takes me it takes me like ten hours to get to the very southern tip of Texas, and it would take me I don't know maybe eight hours to get out of Texas if I drove either well probably eight hours to drive west and get out of Texas. Maybe six to get out of Texas if I drove east. <laughs> Stupid um, big. In, in Europe, you can drive six hours and you're, you know, you're halfway across Europe. You're in Germany or in the sea. Yeah, it's like uh, either way. <laughs> um, 
so the, there is at least one Jordan Peterson meetup group in Texas, um, with excuse me, which is organized by a Orthodox priest. I see Dave's in the channel here. Dave, do you know where in Texas that Father David is? No, Dave just, uh, just acts like he's listening. <laughs> That's right. There's a there's, there's a Father David. He uh, he had a conversation with Paul once on his channel, and yeah, he started organizing his meetup group for for Peterson fans. And I don't know if he's still doing it, but I could look him up for you later and uh, and pass you the details. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if there are any any physical meetup groups in your neighborhood. That would be awesome. Yeah, given how much I love Jordan Peterson and how much I'd like to have an actual community of real people, that'd be fantastic. I'm finding, and I don't mean to suggest that Discord isn't real people. This has been a brilliant. Um, yeah, I think I think this idea of these Discord services is incredible. So really thankful for it. Yeah, there's... I'm I'm always glad to hear that, uh, and and there's a good amount of people who come here and they just keep coming back and, you know, like just before we we you and I were talking, we just kind of chit chatting in general and suddenly you know this Swedish guy who lives in London walks in and says oh I just came back from a date and it went great we're gonna have a date again, and then I'm just realizing you know if if you have an online community where people come in and. Uh, you know, back from a date and the first place they go to to tell about that is this place. That's uh, that's just special as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And not to mention that the international nature of it. You know, I've made good, strong connections to good people from all over the world, Netherlands. And where, where are you from? Netherlands, yeah. No, you're from the Netherlands too. Oh, yes. that makes three people I've met now. I've met Ferdy from uh -huh. this server who's in the Netherlands. And then there's another guy, Manuel, from the Awakening from the Meaning Crisis uh, Discord channel. He's also in the Netherlands. He's a, he's a great guy. He told me something recently that blew my mind. Which was? Uh, I can't remember the context that we were talking about, but he said, Echo chamber. I had brought up something about echo chambers, and he, his reply was, "Echo chambers aren't bad, but as bad as stepping outside of the echo chamber and applying the same rules outside of the echo chamber to, to things outside of it." And he said, "This indicates a lack of knowledge and a lack of humility. It's hubris to step outside of your echo chamber and try and apply your rules. What we need, what is needed, is humility when stepping outside of your echo chamber." And I was like, "Oh my God, that's so profound." Yeah. And it's so true. I think echo chambers probably aren't a bad thing as long as you recognize you're in it. And then humility to go, okay, those those rules were meant for there. Now I'm outside of it. I need to apply a different set of rules. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. That struck me as being really profound and true. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it, it reminds me of Peterson's Rule 9. You know, assume the other person knows something, whether whether you yeah. agree with them or not. You know, how did they get to their conclusion? I love Jordan Peterson. Yeah. 
have something else I want to ask you. And oh yeah, this Manuel guy. You know, see if you can send him here. He sounds like uh, like a person who, who I'd be interested in talking with on this Discord. Sure, he 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 may be here. I don't know, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll make sure he sees it. I don't know. I haven't seen him here. Or either he's lurking, but usually Dutch people are pretty vocal and letting them, you know. And Dutch people will let you know they're Dutch. <laughs> so <laughs> I really like uh, I like Manuel a lot. He's a very pragmatic, uh, quick, smart guy. Here's the thing I wanted to ask you, uh, and I know you, you know, from the sound of it, you're already busy with all sorts of stuff, but have you considered trying Peterson's self-authoring program? Yeah, I'm currently stuck on that. So yes, yeah. I'm stuck in the past authoring. I really need to move past it, but I'd like to finish it. Um, but yeah, so yes. Yeah. And you got stuck on, uh, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, but, you know, what, what just the, 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 the getting down and writing, or is, is it painful? Yeah, it's, it's painful. Yeah. It's very tough. Going through some of the, uh, you know, trying to write down some of the things that, you know, I did not have an easy job. A lot of foster care and, you know, Southern California foster care in particular was really nasty. Okay. I remember one time seeing a billboard, you know, advertising foster care as a, as a way to earn money. Like this billboard was saying, earn $900, you know, uh, foster a child. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God, that is a absolutely horrible, horrible, horrible way to get people interested in fostering children who desperately need stability and, and role models and, and all of that stuff. So yeah, Amen, it, dude. Uh, it's difficult to write about that, but I am doing it. It's just, it's so dumb. I, I think I've written like 18,000 words so far because self-authoring suite, you know, tracks how many words you've written. Uh -huh. so, I mean, I'm writing in every single one of these and I'm just like, ah, so I keep putting it down and then like a week later, I'll pick it back up and write another, you know, bunch of paragraphs and put it down and like take me two weeks to get back to it. But I am working my way through it. Dedicated myself to doing one. Do you know what a Pomodoro is? Yeah, yeah. Toma the, the tomato timer. Tomato timer thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm making a commitment to do one Pomodoro, which, you know, it's a, it's not a unit of time, but my, my Pomodoros are about 25 minutes. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do mm -hmm. 25 minutes worth of, of self authoring a week. You know, and if I can do more, great. But if I, if I, I'll, I'll at least do that much. So. Yeah, I'm slotting my way through the past offering. <laughs> so this is a, a tough question because it's a value question. But and if you don't know, do you know? No, have you found it helpful so far? Yeah, yeah. For for in a couple of areas that I I was writing, you know, I kind of had some insights into it and was able to process it. And so yes, I have found it useful. Um, I, I'm not going to go into details, but uh, yes. Sure, that's fine. And yeah, I, I hope you can make it through, man. I mean, in my experience, the past is definitely the hardest. Uh, because it does require you to dig up a bunch of stuff that, you know, part of you kind of doesn't want to root around in. At least, you know, that that's something I recognize. And then, you know, the present is difficult because... 
the present part wants you to write down all these virtues. Also faults, but also virtues. And faults are easier to write down because we remember those way more. And then we have to write down virtues and we feel like, oh, well, I don't have any virtues. I have, I have all these faults. And, you know, and then you go into the future and you start projecting forward. And yeah, and this is my personal recollection. But the, when I was done with the past, it showed me how I got to my present. And then I could document my present better. And from there, I could kind of see my future better. And so I do, I do think the, the sequence of starting with the past is the right sequence. So, yeah, I, I hope you can make it through, man. It, it is once you've done once you've gone through the past, it does get easier, I think. It's very encouragement. Um, yeah, I, I do hold it, you know, in high esteem. Yeah, and you're doing a lot already, man. If only because you know Jordan Peterson is just such an awe-inspiring person. Yeah, it's it's so weird. You hear things. I've heard a lot of this stuff throughout my life. I've heard things, but sometimes it just takes somebody saying it in the right tone or in the correct sequence. And uh, you know, so much of what Jordan Peterson and you know, I was in the right frame of mind to receive it, obviously. Um, but yeah, Jordan Peterson just hit me like a ton of bricks. He's also part of the reason why I uh, can't be an you know an atheist and and, and indeed don't even like, I'm not not even agnostic anymore. Like I said, a questioning Christian because I'm trying to find where I fit in that whole model. But I'm definitely feeling comfortable being there. I've been praying and been reading the Bible and so forth and. Yeah, Jordan Peterson is part of that because, you know, he, he deals very effectively with Christianity in particular and the Bible stories. I listened to his whole thing on Genesis and really eagerly listening, waiting, awaiting his work on, I think he said he was getting Proverbs next. Or, mm -hmm. or, yeah, Proverbs. Yeah. Can't wait to hear that. It is a lot of rhetoric we've heard, you know, like, oh, Peterson, you know, he's not saying anything new. And it, Okay, fair enough, but it's the way he says it that clearly worked for a lot of people. And yeah, exactly. It's the way he's saying it. Um, that's why he's connecting with millions of people across the entire world. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. He's not saying anything nobody's heard before, but he's just saying it in a way that connects with the age age right now, and that's that's fantastic. More power to him. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's true, you know, it's not like our parents didn't tell us, you know, uh, uh, you should clean up your room, you know, you should get your life in order, you should, uh, you know, uh, get your potential, yada, yada. Uh, you know, and of course, if we if we were fortunate enough to, to have parents who encouraged us in that way. But yeah, that's also when we were a lot younger and we're thinking about different things and we're, we're focused on different things. You know, Verveke would say our relevance realization is different. And yeah, I mean, what you're saying, Peterson hits you like a ton of bricks that happened to me. And when I look back at it, like, I don't know why that happened. It just did. It just, you know, blew my mind right open. Like, yeah, I need to listen to this guy because what he's saying is is important in a way that I can't identify. Yeah, 
know, same here. Yeah. Just everything about him has just struck me, uh, drew me to him, and I just kept listening again and again and again and again. Never put him down. So, you know, I'm really happy that he's feeling better. I'm really happy that he's recovered and he's back in, you know, home with his family and, you know, yeah. feeling better and stronger and all of that really encouraging. I mean, if that guy never does anything else, I will be eternally grateful to him for, for what he did. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So much, you know. Yeah. Let yeah. the guy rest, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we got about yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, is there anything particularly you'd, uh, you'd still like to talk about? Um, I don't know much about the, I, so I take it this Bridges of Meaning Discord is like the, uh, what's the guy? I don't know the guy's name, uh, or Paul the guy who, yeah, Von, yeah Paul Vanderclay. So tell me a little bit about him. He seems like an interesting person. So Vanderclay is a pastor who started uh, watching Peterson. And a friend of him had already been telling him you should do a YouTube channel. You know, you should, uh, you know, because Paul was part of this uh, this online email listserv community of pastors where he'd have these long emails uh, where he'd, he'd think things through. And so this, this friend of him had said, you know, you should do that stuff on YouTube. So he started to do a commentary when he ran into Peterson around the Bill C-16 thing where he... Uh, I think he made a video that says why this pastor thinks Peterson is relevant. And that got a lot of hits. And eventually, Paul also managed to have a conversation with uh, Peterson himself that he recorded on his channel. And that got him a lot of subscribers. And then he started to make uh, commentaries on, for instance, the Peterson Sam Harris conversations in Vancouver. And that's how I ran across him because I had started visiting the Peterson subreddit. And uh, that's where he got linked, and that's how I found Vendiclay. So what happened <clears throat> is in the YouTube comments of his videos, these regular people started to have conversations with each other. You know, they would talk about Paul's videos and Paul's ideas, but they would also have conversations. And, well, then these people start finding each other on Twitter, and they start finding each other on Facebook. And um, then at, in the, at the same time, Paul was starting to build this... Uh, Jordan Peterson meetup that he would host in his church. And you can find all the videos where he talks about this, where he says, oh, uh, you know, I just went to meetup.com, said here's a meetup for Peterson fans, and uh, let's see who shows up. And I think 15 people showed up on the first evening. And they stayed up until 1 a.m. where his, after his wife, she called the church saying, you know, where are you? Why aren't you home yet? Have these people killed you? Uh, they, they, she didn't say that, but it was like, hey, you know what's going on? <laughs> uh, so, and those, you know, the people who showed up, you know, they weren't particularly religious, uh, but they, they, you know, wanted to learn, talk about Peterson and talk about these ideas they were wrestling with very much the way that you and I are talking this evening. And out of that Sacramento-based meetup and the online YouTube community and various Twitter Twitter conversation groups, this Discord got started. And I think it got started in August, maybe maybe August a year ago. Uh, and it's got 1,600 members now. And yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's been nuts. 
but that, that's how this place got off the ground. And if you haven't watched much of Vanderclay, oh, you're in for a treat because there's there's so much content that he's made. No, that's great. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's, yeah. That, that's the problem. I enough hours in a day, so I've been trying to dive into Berveke and uh, you know, among, amongst all my other readings, you know, um, and I'm you know trying to keep up with technology and, and all that stuff uh, and running. I found running that it, lately. I can talk about that briefly. Um, so in March of 2019, I was. 242 pounds um heaviest i'd ever been in my life and and i'm only 5'8 so to give you some reference yeah but i have to calculate that to metric so i think Uh, i think it's about half yeah yeah i think it is about 2.2 pounds per yeah kilogram okay so you're 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 on the hefty side okay yeah I i was fat um in March of 2019, so I spent March and I got tired of it. And uh, my number one, so I, I I had lost weight before, and I, every time I lost weight, you know, I love running, and every time I lost weight, I'd always go end up running, but then I'd hurt myself, so I'd like and then stop, and then I'd lose, you know, start gaining all the weight back, and I wouldn't run again for years and years and years. So this time I was like, okay, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back into running, but I'm, this time I'm gonna do it right. I'm not gonna injure myself. My number one priority is do not injure myself. So I started walking. And walking and walking and walking, and then I got into yoga, and yoga was great hmm. and uh, and and not difficult, you know, on my joints and you know not strenuous. So started doing yoga, and then I found this body weight program, body weight fitness. Um, some people call it functional strength training. I found out now, um, or I think another word for it is calisthenics. I don't know how these things are different or merged, but you know, anyways, I take bits and pieces of all of these anyways long story short i walked for all of 2019 um, just more and more walking and more and more walking and faster and faster pace and by december of 2019 i was down to 170 pounds um so i lost 80 pounds in between march and december um just not bad um i guess that would be somewhere in the range of 35 kilograms maybe um anyways yeah, so uh, I've been running in 2020. I, you know, I continued walking for about maybe the first three months of, of 2020, and then I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to start running. So mm. I started running, and um, last Sunday I just ran my first 14 miles, which is basically a half marathon, a little bit plus, wow. at an eight minute, 20 second second pace. So I'm pretty happy with that. But one of the reasons I've been running. And so fervently is because I've always known, and I've always known this. I can't really say I've always known it, but I think I've always sensed it. And one of the reasons I like running so much is because it, it like all my anxiety goes away when I'm running. Um, the, the the rhythmic movement of the legs and the arms, and you know, having to focus on the breath and keep your breath under control, and and just that rhythmic movement uh, just banishes absolutely banishes anxiety. And I've always been very high anxiety. So um, running just, it's a zone of comfort that mm. I can sink into, right? And just completely banishes 
anxiety. I, 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 the same thoughts might come up while I'm running, but I don't care about them. They don't have any of the emotional weight. Like, yeah, that's great, but I'm running right now, so I can't worry about that. So I've been increasingly running more and more. I did 14 miles last Sunday, and my general goal is two miles, add two miles a month. So this month I did 14, so next month I'll do 16, and uh, by May I should be doing a marathon, which is great. Uh, something I've always wanted to do, but never really took the time to, to do. So, anyways. That's amazing, that dude. Because... That is amazing progress. Yeah, just to tack onto everything else, all the reading and stuff I'm doing. I'm also like trying to get into a marathon running. Wow. Yeah. Have you have you joined uh, the, the Clean Your Room server on this Discord? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So and they, they started doing a, a 30 for 30, so 30 push-ups and 30 squats. I'm like, okay, I'm game. I'm doing it. Oh, great. Yeah. Because I, I, sorry, I hadn't noticed you there. But yeah, I'm also joining that. It's just uh, I love how this place just kind of organizes these things. You know, they're attainable goals, so you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you can do to, in my opinion, to present practical practices that people can do is a good thing. It's one of the reasons I really love the Awakening from the Meaning Crisis server also, because they have practices that people can partake of. And, uh, you know, they, they have yoga and they do meditation and, and they have the Lectio Divina. Have you, do you know about Lectio Divina? That's a Catholic practice where you analyze your day. Um. It is well analyze your day. Oh, or, or so, uh, I might be confusing it with something else, but do do tell. Yeah, so Lectio Divina, as far as I can tell, is you you take a bit of text, and uh, and you read out read it out loud. So you're bringing all as many senses as you can, right? So you're bringing your sight, your hearing, and your and your speaking. And so it makes the text richer. And then you contemplate the text. You're, you're, so you're supposed to meditate before it. So you're going inside yourself and you're meditating and you're, you're you know, bringing your focus on your, your breath and all that good stuff. And then you breathe the text out loud and then you have a kind of conversation with the text. And how does it, you know, what does it evoke in what you, what does it, how does it make you feel? How does, how does it relate to you? How could you bring this into your life and live this? And that is Lectio Divina, the practice of Lectio Divina. Um, and so I've been doing that, and that's a practice that's been like astonishing because it really makes you connect with the text. You know, so I've been reading, you know, the Bible, bits and pieces of the Bible in that fashion, and it's just, oh, it's phenomenal. I, I can't, I cannot recommend that enough. But the point of it is, you know, these practices that people can do, at least for somebody like me, who's, you know, a more analytical person. And I want to know, you know, like, what can I do to get out of this, this meaning crisis? Um, having actual practices is a godsend. It's very, um, uh, I don't know. It's not enough to just talk about stuff. I, I you know, people like me, I need to do something also. And so I, I would encourage you guys to as many practices as you can, you know, build up and, you know, here's what I get out of this and here's what you might expect out of, out of this. And, you know, I've, I've heard people have having similar issues like that. And here's what we've seen work with that. And it might work for you, you know, 
like we're, none of us are going to have the answer for any anybody right mm-hmm. everybody's circumstances are completely different but um you know having a set of practices where you can suggest you know these are things that you might try even if it's something silly and and easy like you know jordan peterson's clean your room that's kind of how i started clean your freaking room bucko <laughs> Yeah, and look where you are now, running half marathons, training for a full one. Yeah, and with the recognition that, you know, it it takes it helps relieve anxiety, which yeah. it does. And it and it helps relieve anxiety for quite a while afterwards. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah, I I used to run for a while and uh yeah, I, I, I recognize some of that. It's uh, it's encouraging walking. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's a stupid thing because I'm 38 and like, yeah, I'm too old now. There's no way I can still do that. So, you know, having you say that's really encouraging for me. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 53, <laughs> so it's never too late. Yeah. I was 242 pounds when I was 52 and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I got to I gotta do something. So it's never too late. Yeah. It's never too late to get, to get out and start walking. And I'm not saying everybody needs to run, but walking you know, just about everybody can walk, mm. um, you know, with, with uh, yes, there are exceptions, you know, and I do acknowledge that, but, um, if you can get out and walk, I, I think walking is fantastic. I'm not saying everybody needs to become a you know, dumb running fanatic like me, but, uh, yeah. get out and walk. The, the anxiety reduction comes with walking too. It really does. I don't, you don't need to be running to do it. You know, walking mm-hmm. is just as good at, at relieving the anxiety. Yeah, it's running. I'm just a freak, so I love running. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think that's a great point to uh, to end this one, man. I I loved hearing your story. This was uh, this was so good to hear how you how you going through all these positive changes, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm glad you joined this place and that you asked me to, to for a chat. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to have a conversation. I, I really appreciate it. I really do. It's, it, it's very meaningful to me. Um, so I'm glad you found it meaningful. That's that's fantastic. And uh, it was great for me as well. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great day, man. Bye-bye. You too. Take care.